The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Columbia Academy, Jones & Lang Sporting Goods, Andy Wilhoyt with United Country Realty, the law office of David A. Bates, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Their trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today at 931-381-2663 or visit mtbj.net. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. Here's Chris Yow. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yow, Mo Patton, J.P. Plant. Hanging out with you here five minutes past the top of the second hour of the show. If you missed any part of the first hour, you can find it on our podcast, sm tn Prep Sports Today. It's SM-TN Prep Sports Today. We talked about high school hoops. We talked about the TWSAA blind draw. Uh, Joshua Bugs' departure from Central. Plenty of great stuff to talk about in that first hour. So make sure you go back and listen on SM-TN Prep Sports Today. Now we bring in, as we do each and every Monday, on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline, Chip Walters, the voice of the Blue Raiders, is brought to you by the law offices of Blake Kelly, specializing in accident and injury law across the mid-state. Give Blake a call at 615-305-4569. What? 4539. Okay. Sorry about that. (laughs) Um, And here's the thing. Chip is... About to load up the bus. And so we got to get to him as quickly as we possibly can. So, Chip, welcome in. And uh, big weekend for your Diamond Raiders. Yeah, it was. And uh, first of all, happy Monday morning to you guys. And I was uh, honored to be part of the, the promo, uh, especially to be on there with Teresa Walker. That was the big thing. Hey. Uh, and that is one of the best. <laughs> we we were disappointed. We had Teresa Walker on during um, Chris's <laughs> paternity leave, and and we could not quite re re reconstruct his introduction of her when she came on, and and we were all disappointed. But yeah, she <laughs> Teresa's great. Um, yep. Yeah, the baseball had a great weekend. Won two out of three at South Alabama, uh, uh, and and you know won a couple extra inning games. And yesterday got two runs in the tenth to give get that little bit of extra insurance. Uh, but anytime you go to South Alabama and, and win two, I don't care. You know, back in when John Stanford and Steve Kittrell were coaching against each other up until till now. That's that's a that's a nice feather in your cap to say that you've won a road series at, at Stanky Field. No doubt. And um Bryson Thomas with an RBI in that four to two win on Sunday, I believe. So gotta get that name in there. Oh yeah. Anytime we can. Gotta get our local guys in there. I'm I'm liking the local flavor that we've got over there. I saw a clip on Twitter of former page standout um Peyton Wigginton 
fielding his position, making a diving play on a on a bunt to the third baseline to um, catch it before it got to to the ground for an out. So uh, yeah, it was it was a good thing Wiggy is about six foot five. <laughs> yeah, about he was, six foot two. I'm he, not sure I he would have made the catch. He may not have. He may not have. He needed every inch on that one. So yeah, um, big weekend as you said for them. And and as Chris alluded, you are you are getting on a bus and going places. So. Big weekend for a uh, big week for the um, Raiders and Lady Raiders. Yep, yeah. Uh, the uh, the uh, the the bus. Fortunately, it's not a bus to Frisco, Texas. <laughs> it's a bus to the airport uh, and, uh, and and flying down uh, and and uh, so the uh, guys. The, you know, the, this will be Tuesday night's tournament game. Will be the seventh straight game away from home for. Uh, for Coach McDevitt's team, uh, because of the cancellation of the Louisiana Tech weekend series and and the makeup of the road series at FAU, Middle has not played at home since the first week of February. And uh, now you know you get a little breath and a little little fresh life heading into the tournament, and uh, you play an FIU team that's going to be without their best player, Antonio Day, who. It's my understanding, and Mo, you could probably, or Chris, y'all could probably uh, confirm or whatever that he uh, made himself available for the NBA draft a couple of weeks ago and basically has just not played since then. Did not play <laughs> in their series uh, against Western Kentucky. Uh, so it'll be, you know, it'll, you know, it'll be interesting to see if is he with the team or is he not with the team when uh, when we get out there on Tuesday night. Well, um, I guess that's what we call opting out in 2021. <laughs> it's opting yeah. out. Of yeah. The remainder of the season. Uh, that that is that is interesting. Six three one ninety junior guard has. Declared for the NFL uh, in NBA <laughs> NBA draft. NFL would make more sense if he's a receiver, but I mean, okay. But I That's, mean, he was their leading scorer, averaged about seventeen a game, and uh, and really, I mean, a hard guard. Uh, you know, gave them a chance. He's kind of one of those guys that could carry a team. So it'll be interesting to see what's going what what happens there. If Middle can win Tuesday night, they would move into a Wednesday game against North Texas, who is coming off being swept over the weekend by UAB. And, you know, North Texas was as good as anybody in the conference during January and, and, and the in the bigger part of February and looked like they were going to be, you know, one of three teams that would have a chance to win the West, that being UAB, Louisiana Tech, and and North Texas and La Tech has been the one who has quietly just been steady as a rock uh, on the west side, and and they, uh, you know, they they're going to they're the number one seed from the Western Division, but North Texas is extremely good defensively. Uh, they've got they've got a kid from uh, Whitehaven, uh, Javion Hamlet, who is uh, another real talent uh, in in the league. Uh, I mean, he was one of my. I got to vote on the all-conference team, and he he was one of my five on the first team. Uh, he's just he's he's just that good. Um, so we'll see how that how that rolls out. Uh, women, by by virtue of their uh, win on on Friday against Marshall, 
they wrapped up the Eastern Division title on the women's side, which means they basically get a double bye and will not play until until uh, Thursday in the semifinals. So uh, Coach Ensel and his team, you know, they I think they feel good about their chances. Uh, uh, you know, they did Marshall uh, got them once on Thursday. Old Dominion got them uh, down here. So. You know, I think they, they're they're going to go in focused, knowing that they have to win this tournament to to uh, make the NCAA field. And what their hope is is they just get to stay in Texas and and uh, go from Frisco over to the uh, the bubble in San Antonio. That's that's their plan. That's what uh, they're prepared for. So, uh, and and for them, you know, it's it's a having to win two games basically in uh, or, or three games. They they're into the quarterfinals, so quarterfinals, semifinal. They have to they have to win three in three days. The road for the guys is tough. They're going to have to win five in five days if they were be able to do that. And and um, and, and you know that they just right now have not shown that uh, that that's part of what they you know it's you know if you don't if you finish low in the standings you know your regular season is uh, going to either reward you or punish you, and uh, and right now it is punishing uh, the middle men. Absolutely. Um, we're visiting on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline with Chip Walters. He's brought to you by the law offices of Blake Kelly, specializing in accident and injury law. You can find Blake on Facebook, on Instagram, or you can give him a call at 615-305-4539. Chip, shedding a little bit more light on your Antonio Day um, inquiry. Apparently, Mr. Day is in the transfer portal as well because found an article on the Pitt Panthers um, um, SB Nation website saying that he is an option to replace Xavier Johnson there. Um, he's um, So they are looking at bringing him in so I so between so he's declared for the draft and he's gone into the transfer portal. Uh, so this is let, let, well, me, let me read this from twenty four seven sports. I've only been here for a day, so I'm just kind of taking it all in. I don't understand where he is, but he said they've been asking me what I'm looking for in a new school, telling me the ways I can help their program, which is uh, there's nobody. I mean, there are. NCANT, Arkansas, Missouri, Georgia State, Florida, Pitt, North Carolina State, Wake Forest, a ton of teams who are looking at, at this guy for some help. This is this is wild. My next school is getting a two-way guy who can really defend a lot of positions. Goodness. So my guess, Chip, is you're not going to see him this weekend or this week. <laughs> no. This is wild. So, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's what it sounds like. That's 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 nutty, man. How how would you like to be coaching a team that this guy was on, and then all of a sudden you look up in the middle of the season and you're seeing this? I, I can't imagine being well, a coach recruiting you know, this guy. And here's the other side: we're you, all of us are just old school enough. How would you like to be coaching a team that he was on, knowing what Either. you got with him? Yeah, I mean, that's the issue is you've got 
both both sides of it. I mean, you're you're the coach of the team where he's your leading scorer and giving you four assists a game, seventeen points, etc. And then boom, he's gone and wants no part of your of your team. I mean, you're essentially yeah, he's telling quitting. you it's all about him. Yeah. Well, just just yeah, he's telling you it's all about him. He's a high character guy. Just ask him. It says so. He he quoted himself as a high character kid. Um, Who's going to play hard for you uh, at his next school? And, until he decides just not, not to, I guess. Just, yeah. just not this one. Wow. That's, I guess one good thing is he he won't have to get rid of any of his gear because FIU is the Panthers and Pitt is the Panthers. Same if colors, that's where too. He winds up, so. the same colors, too. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Navy and gold. There you go. That's wild. That That is that is crazy, Chip. Thanks for dropping that on us. <laughs> what, um, what other knowledge you got for us before Anastasia you get Hayes, on the bus? Anastasia Hayes, first team you see oh. USA. Oh. Oh, yeah. Ch- hey, check the Conference USA website. Uh, for right now, they were supposed to release at 10 o'clock the all-conference team. Yep. And while you're doing that, uh, the, here, here's, the, here's the, maybe the nugget of the weekend. Uh, if you have seen the new Coming to America movie, <laughs> Coming I to have. America 2, uh, did you see the marquee at uh, Madison Square Garden? Not just a marquee; they got mentioned. Oh, do, okay. I have I, I've got it downloaded to to watch on the uh, on, on the plane. plane. Today. Well, apparently, <laughs> yeah, and uh, and you might you might want to call uh, you might want to ask uh, coach about this because apparently you guys have a seven foot five center, and I haven't seen him all year. Sweet, and this will roll him out for the week. There you go. This will be a great week for your seven five center to make his debut. Yep. And what the the other thing, what I'm really trying to find out is, is you, you all know the the College of Media and, and Entertainment over here really you know puts people out all over the mm. all over the world uh, in in television and movies and all that kind of stuff. I'm trying to find out who was on the crew of this movie <laughs> that. That that helped that you know that got that was able to say hey let's put my hey, alma mater in there there we go because I you know you feel like that's that you feel like that's got to be kind of what happened <laughs> oh no question <laughs> hey we're everywhere we are everywhere yeah like you said Chip Anastasia Hayes first team All Conference USA um, second straight selection as such um, Aislinn Hayes makes second team and that's it and that's it nobody on the um, Nobody on the all defensive or all freshman team, but that's okay. The the Hayes sisters representing for for the Lady Raiders there. So congratulations to both of them. We'll find out tomorrow who the Player of the Year, freshman, defensive player, newcomer, and sixth player, sixth player, and coach of the year are. Well, I think we pretty well know who yeah. the Player of the it, Year is. I, I was going to say. I mean, she's, and there seems to be no rhyme or reason as to. The uh, the order of the All Conference USA first team, and Anastasia Hayes is at the top of that list. So my guess is she's probably the player of the year. Yeah, because it's not alphabetical. <laughs> it's not by school. So let just yeah. I think they might have let kind of let the cat out of the bag there a little, <laughs> a little bit. bit. Yeah. So anyway, oh. Chip, you got a bus to catch, and we certainly don't want you to miss it because we'd hate for MTSU not to be able to play because you weren't there. So, Well, I appreciate it, guys. And uh, we'll be uh, – you know, next week Next week we'll all, you know, have a lot of 
interesting stuff to to chat about as well. Oh, one thing with the girls state tournament starting up this week, if if you happen to be over in Murfreesboro, well, uh, we mentioned baseball and, and the good start they're off to. Best start in six years after ten games. They've got Austin P here on Wednesday or Tuesday at three, and then uh, Valparaiso in this weekend for a three-game series uh, at 3 on Friday and 1 o'clock, I think, on Saturday and Sunday. Okay. All right. We may wander out there then. Appreciate the heads up. That's that's what it was all about there, Mo. Be safe. Enjoy your All bu- right, I appreciate it. Enjoy the bus ride to the airport, freaking D1, guys. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> There he was. That was Chip Walters, the voice of the Blue Raiders on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline. Um, He's presented each Monday by the law offices of Blake Kelly, specializing in accident and injury law. You can find Blake on Facebook. You can find him on on Instagram. Or you can just give him a call, 615-405. No, no, no. 615-305. Four five three nine. There we go. We're gonna there get we, it right one, we, of these one days. day. We are gonna get it right, but but <laughs> not you know today is not that day. Uh, clearly not. Clearly, yeah. it's all right. It's all right. All right. We're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, <laughs> um, I'll tell you what. Let's go UT Florida hoops because the SEC basketball tournament uh, bracket has just been released. So all right, we'll we'll talk UT Florida hoops in the SEC basketball tournament on the other side of this break on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stay tuned. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit PatioWest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. Local high school sports and beyond. It's on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Welcome back into the show. Chris Yamo, Pat, and J.P. Plant with you here as we approach the bottom of hour number two. Thank you guys for hanging out with us on this Monday edition of the show. If you are watching on Facebook Live, get in on the show. Just comment on the Facebook Live. We'd be happy to interact with you there. Maybe get your comment thrown up on the screen here, and we'll talk about it on the show because we are going to talk some SEC men's basketball. As it is worth noting that in the women's tournament, it was the first ever meeting of two black head coaches in the championship game. That was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. Um, Joni Taylor from Georgia and um, obviously Don Staley from South Carolina. And, you know, I know that there's a faction out there that it's bothered to have those type milestones and accomplishments pointed out but you know 
if they weren't so uncommon, then there wouldn't be a need to. So, I'm curious if uh, if that Georgia Tex- Georgia win over Texas A&M, how that's going to affect the one seed with South Carolina winning the tournament. I think South Carolina is going to be the only number one out of the SEC. I think Texas A&M needed to at least get to the championship game and, and possibly win it. I think South Carolina probably had a better shot at a number one without winning the tournament than Texas A&M did. And Despite start, A&M being the one seed. I think so. Interesting. I, I just think Tex, I think South Carolina probably played the better schedule. Oh, certainly. So, so I, I think South Carolina could have stood not winning the tournament better than Texas A&M could at, in terms of still getting a number one. But, you know. The thought that I had over the weekend while watching the SEC Women's Tournament and and watching Gary Blair is how much this conference has changed, which things do that. Things have a way of changing, obviously. But but I, I remember covering this conference in the mid-'90s when, when Gary Blair was at Arkansas and Sue Gunter was at LSU and, and – Joe Champy was at Auburn and Andy Landers was at Georgia and, and all of those folks and how all of those jobs have turned over two or three times and Blair is still at it. Now he let, obviously he's no longer at Arkansas, but he's still in the conference. He's the last of those Titans of that Titanic conference back when the SEC was really, when it was really the SEC and everybody else in women's basketball back at that time, and for him to still be at it. And I looked him up. He's 75 years old. You know, you kind of wonder why he's still at it. But obviously still still doing a stellar job and and has got got Texas A&M in the hunt for certainly a number two seed. This time around, well, definitely if, be that. If, yeah, if not, if not a one, depending on some, probably some other conferences, there might be some issues depending on. Sure, you know, you know some of the same issues that we talked about with Jerry Palm. Sure, you know, last Thursday, you know, if if some you other can, teams lose some games, but you don't see that as often on the women's side as you no, do you on the men's side. It's it's more. The haves and the have-nots are a little bit more clearly defined in women's basketball. They're they're and have been for years. So not I, I think that you have seen some teams, obviously in Oregon, you know, for one, you know, Baylor here over the I was last. I say Baylor and Notre Dame both. Yeah, you've seen some teams kind of jump up, but but when they get up there, and they Notre, tend to stay up there. Well, except Notre Dame is now not even going to make the tournament. That's wild. That is wild. Um, anyway, but this is this is Muffet McGraw's first year being gone. Is that right? Yes. But so, and um, you know, obviously, uh, you know, when when you go from that legend on the sidelines to the next person, there's always it's always tough. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's kind of Tennessee fans know all too well. Man, so. Speaking of Tennessee, mm-hmm. let's let's move to the men's side. I, 
we were talking off the air that Tennessee is the four seed in the SEC basketball tournament. Uh, their win over Florida propelled them into the quarterfinals, so they only have to win three games instead of four. Uh, had they lost, they would not have been the five seed. Had they lost, they would have been the sixth seed and they would have had to play South Carolina in the second round to play LSU in the quarterfinals uh, because they would have then been nine and eight, okay. whereas Ole Miss was ten and eight. So because uh, Tennessee was ten and seven, they mm-hmm. had a Slightly better winning percentage percentage than Ole Miss. So they would have been at nine and eight, the sixth seed. Okay. All right. That 65 54 win yesterday, it was was really, it was really a tale of two ball games, too, man. And, and it just watching that UT team, it just seems so simple. Get the ball into the paint. You know, whether you're throwing it in there to Fulkerson or whoever, or whether you're, you know, or or whether you're penetrating and and pulling up, or whether you're penetrating and dumping it down, or whatever, but get the ball into the paint, get some movement offensively, because they look like a completely different team, and the results are completely different as opposed to when they're settling for jump shots. It and it seems even more so for them than for a lot of other teams when they when they have the same issues yeah yeah but and it's not that they can't shoot yeah no it's just easier to shoot when there's not anybody in your face yeah. or when, or when you when you've got the you. defense moving yeah so you know it, it starts with with those guys you know with with johnson and with springer and even with victor bailey jr getting into the middle of the defense and making them move and putting some pressure on them and then you know, either pulling up, going to the rim, kicking it back out, all sorts of things. But when they're playing like they played the last portion of that game yesterday against Florida, they're fun to watch. Certainly. When they're playing like they played against Kentucky at TBA, it's all I can do not to turn TV off. <laughs> it's rough. Yeah. I, I did not get a chance to watch it uh, on Sunday. I was – busy um but i did check i was watching kind of the espn ticker and at halftime it was like 35 26 and a couple of minutes to go in the first half yeah they closed it down to about four at the half i think like 39 35 or something or some it was a four-point game i think at the half but they really had to rally to get there but that was kind of where they started and then they came out in the second half and just kind of got things rolling i was I was intrigued, though, because I looked up at one point and neither Springer nor Johnson was on the floor. I think it was like Viscovi, Pons, Fulkerson, JoJo James, and Bailey, I guess it was. And they were, you know, making making progress on both ends of the floor. So That's certainly not the way you expected. No, it's not, because their M.O., pretty much most most of this season has been that they've had to have either Jaden Springer or Keon Johnson or both on the floor to to really put pressure on folks. So it was nice to see them do that without two freshmen. Yeah. Um that quarterfinals matchup will be on Friday. They will take on the winner 
<laughs> of the second round game, which does include Florida. Uh, Florida will play the winner of Texas A&M Vanderbilt, which is the essential play-in game. And that game is tomorrow Tomorrow night? That game is Wednesday. Wednesday. Okay. Uh, at 6 o'clock at Bridgestone Arena. So the play-in is Wednesday, and it's one. It's just a one game because one game. Auburn, because there's only 13 teams in the tournament because Auburn is not. Oh, darn. <laughs> Be nice. Why? I... <laughs> So Alabama's the one. Alabama's the one. Who's two? Arkansas. Okay. Uh, LSU three. UT's Tennessee four. four. Okay. Florida five. Ole Miss six. Missouri seven. Missouri and Georgia will play to play Arkansas, and that's that is man. Listen, Arkansas got a bad draw at the two seed. <laughs> yeah, they got a bad draw. Uh, the top half of this bracket, though, man, you're talking about Florida, Tennessee, Alabama, and Kentucky all in the top half of the bracket. Now, obviously, Kentucky is Kentucky right now, but do you know the last time Alabama beat Kentucky in the SEC tournament? Ooh, 80-something? It's It's been a long time. Uh, matter of fact, it's, it's funny because um, Cecil Hurt, who – is probably the best Twitter follow on in the history of everything. Um, let's see here. Alabama and which, I mean, they haven't, they won't necessarily play Kentucky. Kentucky has to beat Mississippi state first. So let's, let's be sure that we mention that, but I do not know the exact answer to that, but Alabama has not beaten Kentucky in the SEC tournament, at least in their last six tries, which is they've played them every year since 2015. <laughs> they've played them every, every year every in the year. tournament since 2015? Wow. Uh, that's just a bad draw. Man. <laughs> that's uncanny. Uh, it's very unusual. Very unusual. So, yeah, it's not, not good. So Alabama is certainly looking to, to get that monkey off its back. No doubt. Um, I'll be interested to see how, how it plays out, though. I mean, Friday, starting at 11, you get Alabama and either Kentucky, Mississippi State. Uh, you get Arkansas and... You, yeah, you'll get Arkansas. And either and Georgia or Missouri, is that what you said? Yeah, so the, the TV schedule is as follows. Mm-hmm. It's uh, Friday will be the number one seed Alabama versus either Kentucky or Mississippi State. And that will be on ESPN at 11. And then following that, 25 minutes later, you will get Tennessee versus whomever they play. Right. Uh, one of three teams, Florida, Vandy, or A&M. And then it will move to uh, the SEC Network, where it will be at 6 p.m. Uh, for the two seed. And then 25 minutes following that. So Now, the semifinals are, are, all, are both on ESPN and the finals, of course, on Sunday. Uh, at noon. So. wonder what they're going to when they leave the SEC. Probably the ACC? Probably. Yeah. Hmm. No, they're going to, um, I believe it's uh, the American Athletic. ACC will conclude on Saturday. Interesting. Really? ACC, Pac-12, Big 12, all, all finish on Saturday. Finish on Saturday. That's unusual. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Yep. Uh, SEC is the last Power Five to finish. To finish. I wonder what the rationale is behind that. I'm, I'm sure there has to be some. I say to the last one, the Big Ten may be on Sunday too. I think the Big Ten is on Sunday, but I think the Big Ten is earlier. It may be. So I think you are right. No, I don't, it can't be much earlier than noon. Noon Eastern. Is that when the SEC noon is? Central, yeah. Okay, because I thought they <laughs> yeah, were at two. Okay. Hmm. I mean, if it is noon, it's it's eleven. If they, if it's any earlier, it's eleven. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, and that could be because most of their schools are Eastern time, right? So, it's it depending on where their tournament is, yeah, yeah. If their tournaments in the Central time zone, it could make a difference. If it's not, you know, I, I don't know where they play their tournament, but don't really care where they play their tournament. To be honest with you, yeah. uh, the Big Ten can <laughs> jump off a cliff. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, just you know, anyway. I think that the winner of the SEC tournament is going to be a dark horse. So you don't think it's going to be Alabama or Arkansas? I don't. I think you're going to see an upset in the semifinals somewhere. Um, I'm surprised you're not rooting for Kentucky, being Captain Chaos and all. I would absolutely love to see Kentucky get to the the semifinals, if not win the whole thing, because that would just be absolute nuts. Um, I think South Carolina has a chance as an 11 seed to get to the semifinals. I think they can beat LSU. Uh, I think Georgia or Missouri has an opportunity to get to the semifinals and finals. Uh so what you're saying is you think this is pretty wide open then? I think the bottom half of that bracket is absolutely wide open. Uh, depending on if Alabama makes to the semis and Tennessee makes it, I think Tennessee can beat Alabama. I really do. It's going to be a lot of fun, I can tell you. Always. By the way, uh, the Big Ten will follow the SEC oh. on uh, CBS, 330 330- Central, 3.30 Eastern, Big Ten Tournament Final. So, Big Ten's the last. What what time again? 2.30. 2.30. 2.30? Yeah. 2.30 Central. All right, cool. On Hmm. CBS. Okay, then. So, the SEC will not be the last. It will not be the last. last I was mistaken. It will not be the last. It's all right. It happens. The Big Ten, I think, for a year or two, did finish on a Saturday. They're back to a Sunday finish now. And they've got four teams in the top ten, by mm-hmm. the way. I mean, <laughs> that that's going to throw a wrench into the selection committee's whole situation, I think. I mean, they'll know, you know, they'll have the if-then statements, if this wins, if this wins, if this wins, if this wins. But still, that's that's a lot to deal with. Hmm. It's a lot to deal with. Good luck, selection committee. Good luck. That's all I can tell you. All right, let's take a quick break. And because uh, on the other side of the break, I want to talk about Rush Probes and Southeastern Conference recruiting and recruiting violations and all the things that go along with that. Well, JP, do you have that audio? It's kind of hard to hear, but uh, if you have the audio, we'll try to get it to play. 
and uh, hopefully you guys can hear it. So it's very interesting. You're definitely going to hear it on the other side of the break. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Their trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today at 931-381-2663 or visit mtbj.net. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, the sports talk show you've always wanted. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. 14 minutes to the top of the hour here on our show this Monday edition. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us. I'm really excited to talk about this because I think it is absolutely chaotic. And... Rush Probst, who, by all accounts, is one of the most... <laughs> um, I'm interested to see how you're going to finish this statement. It's he, He's certainly one of the most um, storied high school football coaches, but also the most embattled. I don't know. He's storied a, for all the wrong reasons, and he's embattled by his own doings. I don't know. If, certainly, success has played part in his in his storied career. I mean, you don't keep getting jobs if you're not good at your job. If you do what he's done, um, so again, you can be a jerk and you can lose, but you can't, <laughs> but you can't do, do both. <laughs> And and he's not lost very much in his career. Uh, so there's that. Uh, how does he keep getting jobs? Well, he keeps winning. That's, that's how he keeps getting jobs. And no matter what, there will always be somebody out there who says, we'll take what comes with the winning. As long as there's winning. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you know how I know? And it's not just at the high school level. Bruce Pearl, Les Miles, John Calipari. John Calipari specifically. I I don't know that those three deserve to be in the same breath. Bruce, maybe not. I think Bruce does things fairly fine. I, think, I don't think he did anything wrong. I'm not sure that Calipari... Whoa, 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 what? Where are you going back to, Derrick Rose? I'm going back to UMass. Every single program he's ever been a part of, Sands has Kentucky, lo- ha- yeah, has been on probation Sands, because of Jan- Sands, Sands Kentucky. But the only reason Kentucky hasn't is because it's Kentucky. <laughs> or he's just gotten better at it. No, it's just because it's Kentucky. Now that Kentucky stinks. They stink for a couple more years. Guess what you're going to find out? You're going to have one of them Jeremy Pruitt issues. 
<laughs> I'm just, I, I'm telling you. Let's just do it this way. Look, right. The Southeastern Conference, Jeremy Pruitt, Tennessee, we all know that players are getting something. We know. We all know. It's not a secret. Suits in Tuscaloosa, Dodge Chargers in Tuscaloosa. They, they, it is what it is, and it's, it's going on everywhere. It's much like I, I'm, I'm a, I don't love the steroid era of baseball, but I also say if everybody's doing it, then the the playing field is still level. So there's that. Mm. Okay, so. What we didn't know were names and amounts of money until Rush Probes came along. <laughs> when the, was this? I do not know the answer to that. I do not know when this was recorded. Mm-hmm. This is a recording of Rush Probes and who is the other person? Um, Touchdown Club President Nub Nelson. Nub. Nub. And I believe this is Valdosta's Touchdown Club's mm-hmm. president. This is a conversation that was recorded. Now, Georgia is a one-party recorded state, okay? But I don't know that either of these people knew they were being recorded. I also don't know where the recording took place. I don't know if they were in his office. I don't know if they were in Nub's office, if they were in Rush's office. I don't know if they were at the... If they were at the the car lot, mm-hmm. I don't know where this took place. What I do know is that this particular audio was recorded, and you can hear Rush Probst tell who is in who is in charge <laughs> in the state of Georgia for making sure that college football players don't leave the university. You know what Kirby's doing at Georgia right now? You know why he's taking that program where he is? I think because he's a good recruiter. He is, but why do you think he's getting these kids and keeping kids in and all that stuff? Taking care of them. So he's got a guy named Hugh Nall. who lives in Albany. Hugh is the Hugh is the guy that sort of handles things. Okay, he's the handler. Okay, so. Kirby's come down and met with the richest of the rich of southwest Georgia. Not southeast, not Macon, southwest where he's from. Mm-hmm. He got the richest guy in Bainbridge. He got the two richest guys in Caldwell. He's got the rich guy over here in Valdosta. Anybody's in Georgia. I wonder who he's got in Valdosta. Multi-millionaires. Now listen, do you know how much money they spend? Nine to one hundred and fifty thousand to sign. Like mm-hmm. Chubbs. When Chubbs came back and Chubbs didn't go to the NFL draft, Mark Motley, it was three sixty thousand dollar donations given to Chubbs to stay in school. It was hundred and eighty thousand dollars. Now <laughs> consider the source. All right, but also consider the source. We're talking about a guy who's coached these five-star athletes. 
We're talking about a guy who, if there is anybody in the country who understands recruiting violations, it is Rush Probst. That guy recruited everybody and their mama to Hoover, including the entire family from Pell City. <laughs> Did the same thing at Colquitt. Did the same thing at Colquitt. Going to do the same thing at Valdosta. If anybody knows, it's that guy. So consider the source, but also consider, consider the, source. the source. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it's like you said, everybody knows it's going on. It's just. But now you, that you there know, are names, yeah. what do you do? How, it, do you, how do you go about this? Well, I mean, if, if it's illegal, then you have to address it. You well, got to look into illegal. it. Well, but I mean, we know it's illegal, except everybody's doing it. And everybody's not getting popped because not everybody is saying the quiet part out loud. Rush didn't say it out loud, but he certainly said it now. Yeah. I, I'm just saying, I think if you're the NCAA, you got to go, you, you got to go to this guy's house and say, uh, sir, we're going to need to see some, what you just said. We need you to say that again. And yeah. And then some, I, you have to look into it, or or else the NCAA isn't worth the buildings that it works out of. Well, <laughs> yeah. you, you, never mind. No, no. Some, I mean, some would say that whether they looked into it or not, they're, they're not. not worth the yeah, oh, absolutely, absolutely. But I mean, you know, when when you have this kind of thing staring you right in the face, you can't ignore it. Is my point. <laughs> no, you can't. If they ignore it, JP, then we know that the NCAA is a sham. Yes. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm wholehearted with you on that. I mean, it's you know, you you can't just ignore it. So ask. Uh, let, me, let me ask this: If they do ignore it and then hammer Tennessee, then what? <laughs> wouldn't that be something well again it it goes back to what you were saying about tennessee you can't hammer tennessee for the for the fact that they self-reported that's what you want a school to do hey we figured out that this was going on we've dealt with it we fired our coach you know we hired somebody who's not ever done that and is not going to yeah. do that so i mean hammering tennessee isn't a good look for the ncaa either i don't think We'll see. <sighs> anyway, that was fun. Uh, Rush Probst, man. That guy. He's He brings the drama everywhere he goes. He's must-see TV. Must-see television. That's why he keeps getting jobs, because there's no such thing as bad publicity. <laughs> Speaking of no such thing as bad publicity, we were talking about Mule Day earlier and how West 7th Street is going to be finished before the next Mule Day parade. Now, whether or not that's true, we could find out in studio with us right now to give us a quick update on Mule Day News is station owner and operator Delk Kennedy, who has something to tell us. Delk, what's going on? Good morning, Chris. Good morning, Mo. Good morning, JP. The ad hoc Mule Day Committee, uh, alternate Mule Day Committee, led by Mayor Andy Ogles, met this morning at Puckett's Grocery. They're continuing their plans, altered somewhat, but basically the same. The big news is the tentative dates have moved. Uh, they're looking at Memorial Day weekend, May 28th and 29th, that's Friday and Saturday, and alternatively looking at June 25th and 26th as 
the Mule Day dates. The plans still call for having a concert in downtown Columbia of some type. Uh, who's, who's performed yet to be determined. That would be on Friday night and then a Mule Day parade on Saturday. Okay, but what about the name? That, this is the whole issue, right? I that, mean, you're an attorney. I, you tell us. Well, <laughs> I can't remember exactly how it goes. They've, uh, the the Bridal and Saddle Club has Mule Day, Columbia, Tennessee, Mule Day of Middle Tennessee, some, something like that. I, so it's I, a I, trademark slash. Yeah, but I mean, I, I think I think uh, alternative Mule Day, for instance, is probably not trademarked. You know, it, it, you <sighs> just got to call it something. It's all that's, about intent, right? Well, you know, I doubt anybody's going to get a big litigation over the Mule Day trademark. But, well, you know, we'll see. There, there are there are certainly ways around that. Is uh, how much money is made. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but but that's the plan, folks. Uh, uh, Mayor Ogle's office and the Murray County Tourism Bureau will still be coordinating, and it's the last weekend in May or the last weekend in June. Concert on Friday night, uh, parade hopefully on the finished West Seventh Street on the old route. Uh, on those dates. Thanks, Doug. Appreciate Thank it. you guys. Oh man. Hey, before we go out of here, what you got? Um, former Franklin High and Alabama basketball standout Brittany Ezel has been dismissed at East Tennessee State. She just wanted to get... Oh! Yeah. Okay. Anyway. 105, 132, and seven seasons. We'll talk about that tomorrow and much more. Uh, Loretta Richland tonight. Make sure to pay attention to sm-tnsports.com because that's where you will find all of the coverage tonight. Don't forget, we'll talk about it tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Thanks for hanging out. For Mo, Mo and JP, I'm Chris Yao saying stay cool, Columbia. <laughs>